Trigger warning: The following episode contains mention of statutory rape, the foster care system, child neglect, and domestic violence. Please proceed with caution. So here today we have Lorena with us, and she is going to be talking about growing up too quickly and what that was like for her. Did you notice that you were growing up too quickly? I I think we don't notice it. It just kind of happens. It just creeps up on you. Yes. Like, Damn. What would you say um, was the start of that, though? What What was something you were doing at a certain age that other people weren't doing? Well, um, I left my my dad's house at twelve. So that's one thing that I think <laughs> no other twelve year old was doing. Why twelve? Um. That's the same thing I asked myself. Why 12? What was I thinking? Like, I think of my my youngest daughter, who's 11, and I'm like, what was going on? Like, That's, that's what I'm, I'm going back to, is thinking about my 11-year-old, and I'm thinking, she's a baby. Yes, yes, exactly. And like I said, you don't notice when you're growing up too fast, it just sort of happens but yeah like if you look at it now the way I see it is I think back on her and I'm like I think about it I mean she's 11 but she's really 11 and a half so I'm thinking okay so when December comes it means she would have pretty much been living because I was like barely 12 so yeah I mean, I get nervous sending her to the mailbox, you oh, know, to go yeah. get the mail. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's that's one thing I started doing. Why did you leave at, at that age? Well, uh, because I left with the guy. <laughs> of course. Okay. <laughs> yes, I met my ex-husband, the father of my kids, when I was barely 12. And shortly after we, or I didn't run away because my parent obviously knew, you know, that I was living with this guy and I left the house. We lived here in Arkansas and when I left with him, we moved to um, California. So you lived in California. Yes. I never knew that. You didn't know that? (laughs) I was little, when you said we moved out, I was thinking that. As far as I can go back, I remember you guys living in those uh, red brick apartments. No, no, that's that that's, wasn't even the start. No, oh that wasn't gosh. even the start. I was sixteen when when we you were, were living there. Grown then, <laughs> yes. So I was a full blown adult by then. <laughs> how did you go to California? Like, what prompted? Yeah, we're going to Cali. <laughs> it's funny if I think about it now, but like back then, he couldn't hold a job. To me, it was everybody else was just not, um, didn't want it, such a good worker, you know, like they, they were at a loss. I felt that. Yeah. <laughs> but he couldn't hold down a job. And then his uncle, uh, who barely knew him and he barely knew his uncle offered him a job as a manager of his restaurant in California. He was like, what do you think? And I was like, Hey, you know, I That's guess tough. let's do it. And we went and. I was in California, uh, 12 years old, so it was pretty much, you know, this is it. <laughs> I, I can't, if, you know, if you, obviously you're going to regret whatever you do, 
when you're that young and stupid, literally. But uh, I was in California. What was I going to do? You know? How did it go when, when you got there? How were you feeling? I guess it was, like, pretty normal at first. It was all right, you know. But then it just, days went by, and, and I guess you kind of started to get to know each other a little more. And then we would have issues. And the one thing that I really, really hated was that I tried to start school over there, but they pulled me out. They were like, they I needed to have a legal guardian because I was underage. Because you had no business being on your own at school. Yes. And so they pulled me out of school. I think that was like the start of like, oh my God. I'm you know, what's really crazy is how easy it is. I just, I don't like that you said you were 12 and stupid. <laughs> because <laughs> even though, I mean, I mean, I was pretty much the same way. But when you're young like that, I don't think you can say that you were stupid because you didn't have business making those decisions. Adult just, decisions. It's 100% the fault of the adult that was supposed to be taking care of yes. you. So it's a stupid adult. Yes, <laughs> basically. It's really crazy how easy it is for a kid to be able to do that. Because when I left... I walked up to the office and I said, I'm going to Mexico. Yeah. And that was it. And they were just like, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that was it. So Here. that they don't like follow up or anything. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really scary now that I think of it. I've never really thought about it again since I did that. But man, kids could really like get lost like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, the system already sucks. And then all of these other kids that it takes minimum effort for them to just... Just yes, here. yes, and and like it's like nobody cares. The system really fails the kids because a kid can't look out for themselves, and when they have, like you said, a stupid adult, <laughs> the adult is pretty much worthless, and so there's nobody there. You know, that's it's it's crazy. You get lost. So when y'all went out there, were y'all living like with the uncle? Yes, at first we we were, and then we moved out into an apartment. How long did you stay there? Not long, uh, but we we were there a little bit. At the end of, like, it wasn't even a year. It was, like, a few months, I guess. He started having issues with his uncle, and then we had to pretty much get up and run, and we went to Mexico. You ran? You ran, like... Yeah. Some yes, he got into like I said issues with his uncle, so we had to we had to leave up and leave. Like we left everything, the apartment. But by then, one of the waitresses at the restaurant and one of the cooks had moved in with us because he had just brought her from Mexico, and they had nowhere to go. So they moved in, and they were gonna stay with us, you know, like a couple weeks uh, before they would move out and find their own apartment. Because, you, you know, you had to apply and all that stuff. And so, basically, we up and left, and they stayed there with all of our stuff and, and everything. How old was he at this time? He's five years older than me, so what was that? Yeah, 17. <laughs> yes. Okay, so why did you guys go to Mexico and not back to Arkansas where y'all, y'all have family? that i don't know like i said we just up and left it may be so i mean we literally just up and left we went across the border got a plane from tj all the way to uh guanajuato and then from there we went to queretaro 
Yes. Oh my gosh. So you guys like went to your families? Yes, we well when my parents divorced in Mexico, their house was left to the children. So I was like, "Hey, I have a house in Mexico, you know. I guess we can get there." But we got there and within a week or so, the people that were taking care of my house, which I didn't even know, and were renting out like the different rooms, you know, because it was kind of like a main house and then rooms. Mm-hmm like apartments. The main lady told my dad that I was having parties and all that. And we weren't, you know, I mean, I'm a 12-year-old kid. I was not having parties. But yeah, and I I didn't drink then. I don't drink now. I have drink, you know, but I did have a lot of people come and see me because I was back, you know, after so many years that we're coming to visit. And I mean, it wasn't long before he was there and he kicked me out of my own house. Then we didn't have nowhere to go. We pretty much were homeless after that. <laughs> and what'd you do? I tried to say, like, that's my house, you know? And he did, I don't know if you call it sued me or something, or we went before like a judge or but whatever. You were a baby. Yes, I was. And the judge wasn't like, hold up, what the hell? No, ma'am. <laughs> no. And oh, see, the thing is, before that, I was like, I know the house is mine and my siblings. Mm-hmm. So I went and got my, my mother's divorce papers. When we got it, it stated that very clearly on there. He was, e- they were either to sell the house and him and my mother would go half and half or it was the kids and they both agreed it was the kids. So I was like, okay, come the day I'm going to show them because I got this paper, you know, and I showed the judge and the judge was like, mm, you're right, but you can't do nothing because you're underage. You're one of your siblings has to come and claim the house. So he's going to acknowledge your age. When it comes up to give me a right to have a right to my own house. You don't have a right to do anything but good luck out there on the street. Yes, yes, that's it. Yeah, so my my loving father did that, and we were out on the streets for a while. And in Mexico? In Mexico, yeah. And how did you guys get back? He got a job, I don't know how many days after that, and a lady let us borrow... Not a house. It was like a shed. Her mother had passed and the main house was closed off. But they had like a little shed on the back and she let us borrow that. And we were there for like maybe a couple weeks or so. And then my mom, who was in Mexico, rented a room for us. And then we just started living there. How long were you in Mexico? I don't remember. I don't remember, but it wasn't long. And then... I mean, problems just started in California. Problems would start, but I couldn't do anything about it. You know, like I left once <laughs> and I walked and walked. And then I was like, where am I going to go? Let me where go back. Go? Yeah. <laughs> so I went back. But in Mexico, it was kind of like I felt more more free. Like, like, dude, just go back to the U.S. Leave, you know, like, like leave me alone. Yes. 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 I felt more like that. And I was like, just go, just go. And there were so many problems. And then I guess since again, he couldn't hold down a job. Right. (laughs) But it wasn't him back then. Uh, According to him and myself, it was the people he worked with. They they couldn't handle how awesome he was. Yes. He was like, 
okay, I'll go back to the States, but promise you're going to come with me and this and that. I'm like, oh, yes, absolutely. I promise. And then he left and I was like, yes. And I felt free and everything. And then he just went back for me one day. And because we had certain issues, he pretty much threatened me and I came back with him. And then uh, when we were here, I got pregnant. Uh, I guess it was a while. So between, I got pregnant at 14. So the California and Mexico thing, it was two years in between there. Because I got pregnant almost immediately after we got back to the States. So you were just like moving countries and living all kinds of places for two whole years. Yes. That's crazy. <laughs> at 12. Yes. That's and homeless. <laughs> so then you guys come back here. You find out you're pregnant. Where are you guys staying at? What is he doing to support you? Um, he was actually working, I, I don't know, he, but he had money then, and I think for a while we were okay, but then I started to go get, um, prenatal care, and they were like, oh no, you can't be with an 18-year-old, or 19 at the time, mm -hmm. I don't know, because I was 14, and I was like, what, like, suddenly y'all care? Now that I'm pregnant with yeah. kid. Now that y'all can take my baby away, you know? Oh so, okay. They take that baby and abandon it. Like, they take care of all the other kids. Yes, not care basically. So, they put me in foster care. I got taken away. We, he got pulled over. And when he got pulled over, you know, we were in cuffs. I was in cuffs and pregnant. They kept saying they smelled marijuana, which they probably did on him. But I didn't smoke marijuana. And I had a really bad cough. I don't know what it is, but every time I get pregnant, I get really sick, like with nausea and stuff. And I get a really bad cough during the first trimester. So they were like, this girl's high as hell. Uh, yes, they were like, you can't even talk with your cough. And I was like, I am was not. I was like, like drug. Yes, I was yeah. like, drug test me. I mean, I don't know whatever it is you do, but I am not on drugs. And they took me to the DHS office, and then from there, they drove me to, I didn't know where it was. Now I know, of course, it's in, it was in uh, an old lady in Nashville, and there was another foster girl there, I guess. It was like, <gasps> and of course, by then, I was like devastated. I was like, I'm pregnant, and then this guy. You're worried about your man being in Yes, and, but he, he, he was fine, and then um, I was there for you know, I started school. They put me back in school. So that was, that was good. But I was, of course, pregnant. So it was kind of like, I felt like, what am I doing here? You know? How'd you get out of that? We had a court date, I guess, to see kind of how everything was going. My dad went and then they were like, oh, well, we're just going to send her to Mexico. And uh, the judge agreed. And I was going to be like done with him. <laughs> done with him <laughs> quote uh but yes we went to texas actually in texas if your parents signs signs you can get married and i was married at 14 years old so the solution was fuck this i'm gonna get y'all married so that i don't get in trouble yeah so that both of them don't get in trouble my parent and him but in texas between the time that my father was able to go and sign the papers i lost the baby my dad kind of got there before we could tell him i lost the baby and i was i didn't want to marry him i felt like i lost the baby because he was making me go through so much stuff mm -hmm. like 
he had found somebody else in the time I was in foster care. And I was like devastated. Yes. (laughs) Yes. During that time, I felt like I lost the baby because of everything he did to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just a kid pregnant and he had just cheated on me and everything was going crazy. So when I lost the baby, I really didn't want nothing to do with him. But the dumb kid in me was like, I made my dad come from so far away to marry us just for me to say I don't want to get married. So I got married just because I made my dad go all the way over there. The same dad that kicked me out and made me homeless. And I mean, I regret it. And I'm like... I should have said no. Yeah, I should have said no. And and my dad could should have dealt with it. I mean, that's yeah. the least that he owed me, mm-hmm. you know? So I I don't know. And... I was married. I just want to know how important it is to be a mouthy girl. I took a lot of shit too because I I didn't want anybody to feel negative feelings towards me. I didn't Mm want to be like start trouble or, you know, anything. Man, be the submissive little good girl. Yeah, yeah, to not stir anything up, man. If if I could, one of the things I would tell myself is say it. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you're feeling it, if it's in your gut, be mouthy. Yes. That's the least you could do for yourself. Yes. So you guys got married and then. Yeah. And then after that, we came back to Arkansas because we were married. It was actually pretty good. After that, like, I guess everything was calm. He found a job where at the plant. So everything was going normal. And two years later, I got pregnant again with my oldest. It was a good time. It was all right from then on for a while. (laughs) So what was the next? What rocked it again? We had not been separated, you know. He'd always have issues, anger issues, I call it now, Mm -hmm. where we'd have a a time where it was amazing, and then he would just blow up. You know, there was broken TVs, broken electronics, holes on the wall, all that stuff. I would get... I wouldn't get hit. I would get thrown in the bed, you know, not hurt. You know what I, you know what I mean? Yes. I didn't hurt you. I just threw you on the bed and the bed soft. Yes. You didn't get hurt type of deal and stuff like that. And I knew, you know, like there was a blow up. And after the blow up, it was roses. It was songs written specially for you. It was uh, you were the biggest queen ever and and that's I would do anything for you. Abuse. It doesn't take a punch. That's abuse. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it was all those years. It was like that. You know, the ups and down. And I guess I got used to that lifestyle. I knew that after the the storm, we would have a really good time after that. And the kids were just amazing. Because I at eighteen, I got pregnant again. So I had my little girl, my little boy, and he joined the army when I was pregnant. Uh, after the the job here at the plant, we moved to Hot Springs. After that job didn't work out because he got he was gonna get tested, and he was gonna fail, so he just quit on the spot. Well, dang. <laughs> yes. So we moved to Hot Springs, and again, it was from one job to the next. Nobody, uh, everybody was wrong. He was right, and he tried to join the Marines. They didn't take him. He tried to join the army they didn't take him he tried to join um the national guard they didn't take him because of his record and then he i encouraged him to keep trying and to sponge the record you know to do everything possible and he did 
and it worked. He joined the National Guard. While I was pregnant with my son, he went on basic training. And after basic training, we got stationed. Well, we had my son here in Hot Springs. And then when he was little, we moved to Georgia. That's where he got stationed. Yeah. What's your life, do you think? Do you have, like, fond memories of Georgia, or is it, like... It was all right. It was, you know, the same thing. The ups and downs, the calm, the storm. Yes. It it was what was normal to me, basically, (laughs) yes. So, over there, it it was all right. It was my normal, but... It was weird. It was new. We had stability, uh, like financial stability. He didn't make a whole lot, you know, because it was, he was barely starting in the service, but it was a job that I knew wasn't going to get taken away because you sign a contract. <laughs> I mean, you could get kicked <laughs> out, stuck but with him. yes, yes. It was like, it's y'all's fault. <laughs> y'all made him sign that paper. You could get kicked out, but you had to do something pretty bad, you know, and I guess. Being not liked by your coworkers wasn't recent enough to get kicked out. So we were stuck there and it was stability. And after the two years were up, he signed a reenlisted. He reenlisted and we got stationed in Hawaii. And Hawaii was pretty, pretty nice for maybe a year or so or two. And then he got deployed. And when he got deployed, my whole world came crashing down. You know, I felt like a little lost puppy. Like, I was seriously, my, my mental health was really bad. I couldn't drive. Like, if I would stop at green lights, I would go at red lights, and my mind was just lost, you know? I didn't know better. Since I was 12 years old, and I was, what, maybe 1920? Because when he was deployed, and I was still in, in Hawaii, I, I believe I turned 21. Yeah, so I had been with this guy from 12 to 21. That's all I knew. Like, I had been with him longer than I had been with my mom by herself and my dad by himself. So he was my parent. He was my family. And I was lost. And so I was like, okay, I need to do something. So I moved back here with your mom to the States. Or I, well, Hawaii, Hawaii is the States. <laughs> but to the mainland, mainland yeah. we would say. <laughs> so came back to the mainland. And, you know, after like a little bit, I started feeling free. And I was like, I felt so comfortable just being by myself and the kids. And then I did meet somebody. And maybe that was wrong of me. But I think it all worked out for me to just be able to take the step and just get away from that. Yeah. Nobody, I think, can understand it unless you've been through it. It's a, it's a very underrated breakthrough. Yes. It's like... Like your blindfold comes off, your wings just pop open. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's liberating. Like it's it's such a high. You can, we can try to explain it, but you can't get it unless you've been through it. Mm-hmm. When people say, "Why don't you leave a relationship?" Oh. Why? It's like because you can't unless you get to that point of liberation. And then once you feel that, there's no, no way in going hell back. that you would go back. Yes. So that was like the eye-opening, liberating moment. And and then, of course, the divorce was hell. You know, we agreed on something. He went back on his word. He took the kids away. It was just the worst living hell. But within that hell was, I just couldn't go back. 
No, you'll go through any hell, but yeah. that's not an option. Yeah, it w- I couldn't. Like, there was no way, no way. And, of course, you know, it would be like, we were happy. And it's oh, like. God, no. Yes. Please. Yes. So, I don't know. Yeah, we did have our, you know, our uh, rainbow after the storm moments. But that doesn't mean we were happy. Yeah. And, of course, I was in my zombie state, I call it, <laughs> I guess. And, like, I tell my husband now, I'm like, maybe I had to go through all that to really, really appreciate what I have now. Like, like I tell my oldest daughter, I'm like, I don't know if you remember any of it, but what you see now does not compare what it was then. Look who you get with. You know, like, don't put up with anything. Mm-hmm. And it's it's completely different. The yeah. relationship is just, like, I would, you can't. You can't go back to that. I remember being at that house where, I think it was Marco's house. Oh, the cabin? Yes, the yes. cabin. And I remember y'all being downstairs and having a fight. And I remember glass breaking. And... You screaming at me to call the police, go to the neighbors and call the police, and him screaming, no, don't do it. You better yeah. not go. You better not. And I was like, what I do? What I do? <laughs> but then that was over, and then it was normal again. And yes. then in my head, I was like, I was like, well, good thing I didn't call the police because I would have made it worse. And that was probably like the start <laughs> of me being like, no, it'll be fine. I don't need to call the cops. No, it's fine. I don't need to get the Yeah. <laughs> but you see, like, that was like, our, our little storm, and then, of course, we would have a few months of peace after that. And to anybody that will be listening to this, that is no life. That is not how it works. You do not have storms. No, no, no. I mean, like, I tell my husband, I'm like, I don't know if you can even call it arguments. You know what no, I mean? No, it's there's like, a difference between having a disagreement and sitting down and being, like, annoyed with your partner mm-hmm. and trying to get to the root of it than somebody breaking and throwing and you know in that is not normal to you and calling you out of your name that's not okay and that is abuse yes like don't 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 get stuck in that that is our normal it's not it's not normal there's a whole world <laughs> beyond please just get out of that it's not good it's not good for you and it's not good for your kids to witness that at all and she has gone to some of the same abuse I went through that I didn't know she was going through. But she has, you know, told me about it. And I'm like, you know, like if I knew, but to me, I was like, because they would say, no, mom, we want to stay with dad, you know. And to me, it was okay. But you know, that's part that's, of the manipulation. Mm-hmm, part of the brainwashing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know she was being told, if you leave me, I'll kill myself. Which worked with me so many years. Why wouldn't it work with a little baby? I mean, you were a baby, so he's just doing the same thing all mm-hmm. over again, basically. Yeah, she was like, what, eight, nine years old when all this was going on? She was basically his caregiver uh, because he was... I mean, it hit him hard, you know. I know it did. What happens to a narcissist when they lose their prey? He would send messages to anybody and everybody. I remember, like... I, after the divorce, I had my, like, party while going out face. Yeah. You know, what a normal teenager would have done. Mm-hmm. But since I didn't lift it, I lifted after the divorce. Like, I don't know. To him, I, I, I did the worst things in the world during that time. 
But if I think back on it, I don't think I ever did anything for me to be ashamed of. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did things that were in the normal scope of... And even at like 21, but in your 20s, people are partying and going to college. Like it's still not yes. like... It's and all- he would maybe see a picture with me w- with a beer. I would hold a beer because you know how our Mexican people are. I would drink, definitely. But if you didn't have a beer in your hand, they would make you get another one and another one and another one. So sometimes I would have like the same beer throughout the whole time just to keep everybody happy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got one. I'm cool. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But to him, it was like I was the biggest drunk, the biggest slut, the biggest all this and that in the whole world. But I had lots of fun. I met some great people, you know, and every time there was a photograph, back then it was MySpace. Every mm-hmm. time there was a photograph with me and guys, he said I, I had an orgy with all of them. There's guys that I talk to my husband now and I still talk to them and we say hi and I've never had anything to do with them, you know, like sexually. But we did normal. go out and it's drink not together. To see a photo of a woman with guys and being like, yep. They're all screwing. That's another place. No, That's you know, just... like it's. I had. I feel like good relationship with a, a lot of guys. I had very little girlfriends after that, mm-hmm. but I had a lot of guy friends, and I, I enjoyed it. It was it was nice. You know, you get to talk about other things other than drama or gossip. Yeah, it's like a little. Escape. <laughs> yes, and I, like I said, I don't. I don't regret any any of that time, but yeah, he would show pictures to the kids and say, "Look, look, she's having sex with this guy and this guy on this picture." Because he would get in horrible. there, he would make fake accounts, even if I would make it private. To, he would download the pictures and all of that. And you know, at the moment, I was just like, "I am just free. I don't care." But yes, he he did. She don't remember a lot of it of when we lived together, but she does have a lot she of bad memories. Aesthetics. Yes, of the divorce, the bad divorce. How are you guys today? Me and him, we're on a non-talking basis. You know, you I could see him. At all. No, at all. Like I've tried being cordial with him, like just having you know, like we have kids in common, or whatever. <laughs> We share the same kids. Yeah, but like like you, you know, you have a relationship with your baby daddies. Yeah. <laughs> but I, we, we tried, and like I've heard this from people where he said he may still have feelings, you Ew. know. <laughs> Ew, no. Yes, and I mean, I hope I don't get him in trouble. <laughs> but like, it's like he blows up still. You know what I mean? And and he comes at me still, and and if he sees me laughing, I'm laughing at him. If he sees me, um, so he's not he's not a changed person. No, like he he, he still thinks I'm out to get him when I've never been out to get him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I see him doing something wrong or something that could get him in trouble, I've never ever outed him. I've never mentioned it to anybody. Maybe you've asked a question here that I could have said something bad about him, but I didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're welcome. <laughs> I, I made a little curve. Yeah. So I'm not out to get him, but I'm not talking to him. Like You're literally just living your life. Yes, and, and I hope he has a good life, you know, like because I know if his mental health is bad, 
he's going to take it out on who? Either his wife or his kids, and his half of his kids are my kids. So, That's you know, I can't have that. And I try to, to avoid that. Yeah, he still gets his moments from time to time. Right now, he's he's in a, in a good stage because he has the, those stages with the kids. And right now, he's in a good stage with my daughter. And I hate it when she goes through the good and parts and then he the blows back. up because I have to, you know, like... And I can't tell her, well... You know, like, cut him off completely. You know, sometimes I tell him, just just stop talking to him. You know, he'll get over it. And then, you know. But that's that's really upsetting because that's exactly what he was doing to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I we're mean, good now and then something really bad happens. Yeah. So uh, the way he acts has made her see how it really was. You know what I mean? So she knows she don't she don't have to hear it from me. And I guess a lot of times he thinks I may have poisoned her against him or this or that. I am content, satisfied that I know it was not me. Yeah. He did it on his own 100%. And the fact that it is that way, I know my kid has no resentment against me. Because my parents were divorced. So I do have not resentment, but so much pain from both of my parents janking on me telling me this or that from the other parent Mm -hmm. you know so i I tried not to be that parent i tried so hard i don't know if every now and then i might have been like well your dad is this or that or that you know Mm -hmm. but i've never been like if you talk to your dad i will never talk to you again like you know what i mean put a child in a situation to just break their heart and step on it i can i feel like i can say that i have never done that so I'm proud of that. And that is a perfect example of kids always grow up and find shit out on their own. You don't have to tell yes. them. They see things and they'll be like, oh, dang. Yes, 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 yes. You can only brainwash for so long. Because just like, just like one had their freedom moment, they will have it too. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it sucks because you miss so much of it like on on. My experience, I miss so much of their childhood. And and maybe if I would have known what was going on, I could have saved them some of the abuse, mental abuse. But it is done. There's nothing I can do. There's no amount of me going against him or after him that's going to change any of it. All we can do is move forward. That's what I tell my my oldest, who is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really surprised I didn't know a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> we were itty bitty and going through your own stuff at the same time. <laughs> I had my own trauma. Yes. <laughs> so is there anything you want to sign off with? Are there any 12-year-olds listening? <laughs> if you are 12 and listening to this, please do not leave. Um, and also, like, I don't know, maybe we think that if we leave, we're going to be better off. Maybe or that we have all the answers. We don't. We don't know. And sometimes, maybe, I don't know, maybe I thought I was going to have the love I didn't have at home uh, or, or the family I didn't have at home or something. But it's pretty much the same thing. You just swap one bad household because it ain't even a uh-huh. home for another one. So choose <laughs> choose your trauma wisely. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if you're leaving because you're you're you're... Home at the time is a living hell. 
you're more than likely going to have a different type of hell. Right? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because the type of person that will take you from a house and not doing it like the quote-unquote right way, um, that, that can be pretty sketchy. There are there are people out there that will genuinely try to help you, but... Um, try to get emancipated. I don't think they'll emancipate at 12. No, no. <laughs> this is for the ones <laughs> that are a little, a little older, bit. okay? Yeah. <laughs> for the ones that are a little older, you know, try to get emancipated. Oh, yeah, uh, you have options. The point is, you you, yes. you have options. You don't have to. Yeah, and I was obviously, you know, like I have older siblings, but the one that's closest to me is nine years older. So I was pretty much the only child in that relationship. Yes, at the time. And if you have older siblings, you know, get together, get together, move out together. You know, have the oldest have sibling take back. custody of the rest. Mm-hmm. You know, just together uh it, it it will work that's something um i don't i don't care if i get hanged for this <laughs> it's really disappointing to know that you were experiencing all of that and they didn't step in yeah it's crazy <laughs> it's like but i don't know like let's see how do i put it at that time, I did have your stepdad at the time. He pulled me up to the side and he was like, are you sure this is not right? Blah, blah. And I was like, of course, this is what I want, you know? And I'm like, well, at least one person told me what's up, you know? was weird. Yeah. And too bad I didn't listen, you know? But if everybody, I don't, now I wish they would have forced me. I wish it would have been like, or if it would have been a direct member and not just like, oh, my sister's man is like, yes, I don't know. I wish it would have been like, you're gonna stay in foster care until you're 18. That would have been better, I think. A foster family would have been way better than what I had at home or what I had with him. Were you treated good when you were in foster care? You don't get love per se, but I didn't get that anyway. So it was basically the same thing. But the state would give the person money to spend on me and stuff. So I did, I would get provided for more Mm -hmm. than I did otherwise. So in that sense, I was better off. And I was obviously going to school. You know, it was, it would have been better i think for me if i would have stayed there in the long run so you would say that you're good today oh yes yes i'm i'm good today i wish i didn't go through all of that i wish i would have made better choices (laughs) and everything but at the same time you know i appreciate what i have so much more because of that but i don't know i don't know how to put it it's not like, oh, I'm stronger, I'm this, you're still a broken person. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to suck it up and deal with it. But you do appreciate things more. You, you, Every little good thing that happens, you know how much value it has. You know, like what people see as their normal, happy life, people who've been through trauma see as like, this is great, you know, like, wow. Like, I'm good now, but... You know what I mean? Like, it took a lot, and, and there's still issues, you know, mental health and all that, but we're, we're in a good place. 
I'm really thankful that you came on here and you shared all that. <laughs> and that's just part of it. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's layers, so we're going to have to do another one, too. Yes. Discuss, put all the pieces of the puzzle together. Yes, definitely. <laughs> if you or anyone you know is struggling, please see the show notes for resources.